Welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Wednesday. It's a wonderful Wednesday if you're a Grizzlies fan because there's so many things going on right now despite the fact that we're starting the slow part of the NBA calendar. The fact is is that we'll still have plenty to talk about as the Grizzlies look to finalize their roster over the next few weeks and months. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. You can find all the great content from the show there as well. My, I, I've been with the Grizzlies. I've been covering the Grizzlies now for three years. Credential media member with the Grizzlies. Your host here for Locked On Grizzlies. Your Grizzlies every day. Also write a bit about them over at Grizzly Bear Blues. You can find the podcast wherever it's available. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Wherever you choose to listen to the show, that's where we'll be. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you've been a loyal listener for quite a while, thanks for being along for the ride. Please listen, review, subscribe. Let us know what you think of the show. We always want to provide content that is relevant to our listeners' preferences. In today's show, we're going to talk about a bit more about the Jarrett Culver acquisition and how he's similar to some recent trade targets that the Grizzlies have had with this front office regime. In the second segment, we'll talk a bit more about which young players should have the priority for minutes if some guaranteed rotation members currently with the Grizzlies, may not be able to play due to injuries or whatnot. And then in the third segment, going to talk a bit about the fact that the Grizzlies once again were snubbed when it came to a Christmas Day game, but why that may not be the most negative thing for this young roster this season. So let's get right into it. Obviously, over the past 72 hours, the Grizzlies have made two pretty significant moves in turning Eric Bledsoe into now Rajon Rondo, Daniel Oturu, Juancho Hernan Gomez, as well as Jarrett Culver. That means that the Grizzlies roster right now has 18 guaranteed contracts for this upcoming season, something that they're going to have to reduce down to 15 to go into the season under the roster requirements for the NBA. As I mentioned yesterday, I do feel that the likely names that are either going to be traded or waived in time to to reduce that roster down to 15 will be Rondo Oturu as well as Hernan Gomez. You could potentially see Sam Merrill be on the roster bubble as well, but one player that I do definitely think is in the fold for at least this season is Jarrett Culver. And something that sticks out to me, and it seems many others about Jarrett Culver, is he's continuing a trend when it comes to trade targets for the Grizzlies. The main trade targets I'm talking about are Josh Jackson back in the summer of 2019, DeAnthony Melton in the same deal, as well as Justice Winslow at the 2020 trade deadline. Now, Jarrett Culver is much more similar in many ways to Josh Jackson and Justice Winslow than he is in DeAnthony Melton. He's similar to Josh Jackson and Justice Winslow in a variety of ways. For one, like Jackson and Winslow, Culver is a former top 10 pick who just simply did not work out with the team that originally drafted him. For Jackson and Phoenix, it was off-the-court issues. For Winslow in Miami, it was injuries. For uh, for um, Jarrett Culver in Minnesota, it was simply ineffectiveness. He was his skill set was not utilized the right way, and a season-ending ankle injury certainly did not help help matters last year. Also, Culver seems to continue a trend of the Grizzlies really wanting to prioritize a at a, a, a long athletic wing with good defensive upside to be in the Grizzlies fold long term. We saw them go after Josh Jackson. We saw them go after Justice Winslow for the same reason. Long and long and lengthy athletic wings who can offer a lot of defensive potential 
and impact when they're on the court. When Josh Jackson was in Phoenix and on the court, when Justice Winslow was in Miami and on the court, and when Jarrett Culver was in Minnesota and on the court, in all three situations, those players had stretches of games or, 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 or had seasons in which they were a part of their respective team's best defensive lineups. During the 2019-2020 season, his rookie year, Jarrett Culver was frequently a part of the Minnesota Timberwolves' best defensive lineup combinations. That's what that was that was his calling card coming into the league was his ability to play defense at a high level. And so that is something something that certainly stands out as well. There certainly is plenty of defensive potential with Culver and that seems to be something that attracts the Grizzlies. While it didn't work out long-term with either Josh Jackson or Justice Winslow, the Grizzlies have found another opportunity to try to make it work out in Jarrett Culver. That's where the similarities are with Josh Jackson and Justice Winslow. And obviously that doesn't instill a lot of confidence in the acquisition of Culver because it didn't work out with Josh Jackson or Winslow staying in on the Grizzlies roster long-term. But where he's a bit similar to DeAnthony Melton is the fact that the Grizzlies seem to have had past interest in Culver during their draft process. It was reported from a few sources in the know that the Grizzlies were interested in Culver during the 2019 draft. In the 2018 draft, the Grizzlies wanted to come away with a perimeter source of high defensive upside. They wound up taking Javon Carter, but they did have interest in DeAnthony Melton. Well, in the summer of 2019, they wound up trading Carter for Melton in a deal that also included Josh Jackson. So the Grizzlies wound up getting a guy they had been interested in. This is the same situation in acquiring Jarrett Culver. And like Melton, similar to Jackson and Winslow, like Melton, you have good defensive upside when it comes to Culver, not only in terms of playing effective defense, you know, in the general sense of a team concept, but also in creating turnovers. So you have a player in Culver who in many different ways seems to carry a lot of the similarities that the Grizzlies have focused on in terms of identifying by-low talents that could turn out to be good reclamation projects and in the end, good sources of value as a part of the Grizzlies moving forward. Obviously, with the similarities to Josh Jackson and Justice Winslow and the fact that his overall production in the first two years being in the NBA, there's not a lot of faith to put in Culver in terms of him being able to figure it out within one year. But if the Grizzlies were to feel that he has the potential to work out more like Melton did than like Josh Jackson or Winslow did, that could allow for the Grizzlies to really be able to tap into some untapped potential and make the most of their acquisition with Culver. There is going to be the opportunity for us to find out soon whether or not the Grizzlies have much faith that will occur. As Matt Herdlicka, Chris Harrington, and many others who covered the Grizzlies have mentioned, the Grizzlies do have a decision upcoming right at the start or right before this next season comes up for Culver's fourth-year option. He he already is under contract for the 2021-2022 season. The Grizzlies will need to make a decision on whether or not to exercise and guarantee his contract for the 2022-2023 season in the next few months. If they do, 
That means that they then have multiple years of control on Culver, and then we'll be able to really see if they can work him into being a long-term tangible rotation piece with this young core. If they don't exercise it, which seems to be the more likely option, it simply turns into the Josh Jackson situation. You give Culver the opportunity to develop within the system for a year. If he shows good development, perhaps you re-up him after this season, but if not, Nothing's lost. You were already going to have to pay out this money this year anyway. You're now doing it in the form of seeing if you can find a lottery ticket in Culver, but if it doesn't work out, you cut bait with him after this year. Still keep your cap sheets clean for the summer of 2022, and nothing's lost. So we'll certainly see just how much faith the Grizzlies have in the potential to work something out long-term with Culver in terms of tapping into the potential many saw in him during the 2019 draft. We'll see just how much faith the Grizzlies have in that talent shining through this season and whether or not they pick up or decline his fourth-year option. It certainly is going to be interesting to see. At the end of the day, you probably see Culver wind up like the Josh Jackson or Justice Winslow situation where he's not meant to be here long-term for Memphis, but it does seem like there's at least a small chance he could work out like the Anthony Melton did, and if that's the case, that'll be another great development for the Grizzlies' future core. But speaking of the Grizzlies' future, they have quite they have many young talents that could make sense to play in Memphis if injuries were to occur. But what players should have the biggest priority when it comes to filling rotation spots if players who already are in the rotation get injured? I'll discuss that in just a second here on Locked on Grizzlies. For one reason or another, I'm sure that all of us love the summertime. The sunny skies, the warm weather, being with friends and family, social gatherings such as being at the pool, cookouts, what have you, the summer is usually a great time that certainly brings a lot of positivity. Well, it also, for some, could be a less than ideal setup, especially when it comes to social gatherings, like maybe being you know, at a wedding or a formal or on a date or a work presentation. You find yourself wearing clothes, obviously. You wind up worrying that you're going to excessively sweat, and it could lead to a bad situation when it comes to body odor. If you're someone that has experienced that before, like myself, I can tell you it's an embarrassing situation. But if that is the case, I may have a solution that I feel confident can help out because it's helped me out, and that's sweat block wipes. Sweat block wipes are doctor-created and doctor-recommended. They work up for seven days per use. There's a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters, it's been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews. Wear what you want to wear again with confidence due to sweat block wipes. It's a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. No matter the situation, once you have sweat block wipes in place, you'll have the confidence to enjoy the summer again. And if you or someone you know is someone that experiences this or has experienced an embarrassing situation, you make sure that they know where to find sweat block and sweat block wipes. You can find them on Amazon or at CVS, or if you go to sweatblock.com right now, you can get 20% off by using the promo code locked on. That's the promo code locked on by using the that's the promo code locked on to get 20% off your next order of sweat block wipes. Get your confidence back in the summer. Check out sweat block wipes today. Don't let the stress of every day of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension free, Theragun can help. 
Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically collaborated combo of depth, depth speed, and power. And it's as, as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percur percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out, and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, and hundreds of thousands of customers. Try the try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on, therabody.com slash locked on. On tomorrow's episode of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, we're going to welcome back familiar friend of the show, Richard Stamen, who's going to be discussing with, with us the recent acquisitions of Jarrett Culver and Sam Merrill. Why are they intriguing lottery tickets for the Grizzlies, as well as who impressed him from the Grizzlies Summer League in general, and maybe a few other teams who have impressive players that the Grizzlies are going to consistently run into from the Southwest Division. All that tomorrow on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast as we welcome back Richard Stamen, known as Mavs Draft, on Twitter. So obviously, the Grizzlies have been highly, highly active when it comes to the trade market this year. If I count it correctly, they've now made five different trades when it comes to this offseason, obviously improving their draft positioning, as well as acquiring assets for the future while also acquiring a few other players who were out, who were on other teams in the NBA to bring into the fold. Well, with that being said, while the Grizzlies obviously have some interesting roster decisions to make, I do think that there are a few young players that stand out that if injuries or for some whatever reason, the Grizzlies were to have open rotation spots during the season, what young players really should be the priority of filling those spots and of those young players who should have the highest priority? Now, let's throw out a couple of uh, things to understand. The Grizzlies have been outstanding over the past few years, as we all know, at drafting and developing players. Well, one of the unfortunate byproducts of that is that as you draft young players, you develop young players, and you wind up retaining those young players, and they become your core Past to playing time for young players now, unlike in the recent past, they're just not there. Over the past four years, Grizzlies have had rookies in significant roles all four seasons. This year, there's just not that same opportunity for players such as Zaire Williams and Santi Aldama to have the same type of minutes in Memphis as players like Brandon Clark, Desmond Bain, Xavier Tillman, and others have had in the past. So the way that you, the Grizzlies have developed these rookies in the past by throwing them into the fire, making them rotation pieces instantly, those same type of opportunities just are not going to be there when it comes to this this team and obvi or when it comes to the rookies like Santi Aldama and Zaire Williams and also recently acquired young players like Sam Merrill and Jarrett Culver. The other thing is is that because there's not that many minutes, 
there may not be as tangible of a way to track the development of these young players as there has been in the past. So the ability to gouge the immediate impact that a Zaire Williams or a Santi Aldama could have, or you know how Jarrett Culver and Sam Merrill are looking, it may not be as easy to see that because they're not going to be as on the court frequently as other rookies for the Grizzlies have been in the past. We know that Ja, Dylan, Kyle, Jaron, and Steven Adams are likely going to be the starting lineup. We know that Tyus, DeAnthony Melton, Desmond Bain, Xavier Tillman, and Brandon Clark likely make sense as the second unit. But beyond those 10 players, we also know that John Conchar is going to fit in there somewhere as a change of pace type do-it-all source of production, but he's probably the 11th man in the rotation. Well, if we think that Santi Aldama, Zaire Williams, Sam Merrill, and Jarrett Culver are going to make up the last four spots on the Grizzlies' roster, barring any other moves. Who should get the priority if there were to be injuries or for some other reason playing time was to open up due to other pieces not being available? Well, in my opinion, I do feel that Zaire Williams, of those four players or any other player that you saw in the Summer League, Zaire Williams is the clear priority to be able to take on minutes in the Memphis rotation if they were to open up this season. Now, I actually think that it makes sense for Jarrett Culver to be right up there with Zaire Williams. I talked about this with Brandon Abraham, Parker Fleming, Justin Lewis, Nathan Chester, several members of Grizzly Bear Blues yesterday. I do think that Jarrett Culver should be right up there with Zaire Williams, but as many of them mentioned, mentioned Zaire Williams, even though he's a multi-year project when it comes to his development, any play and time you can get for him at the NBA level, he's of the highest priority because obviously he has the biggest preference being with where he was drafted by this specific front office with the Grizzlies. And also he is the highest upside of any of these young players who I'll mention. So yes, I do feel that outside of players who are obviously in the Grizzlies rotation as of right now, if minutes were to open up, Zaire Williams it, it should be the highest priority to fill those minutes. In my opinion beyond that, it's Jarrett Culver, even over Santi Aldama. One of the main reasons why is because the Grizzlies have a shorter time to figure out what they've got in Culver, and in my opinion, you obviously feel he's going to be able to have an easier transition to make an immediate impact than Santi Aldama will. With Aldama, I think that this is basically a redshirt year, but with Culver, I do think it makes sense. With the Grizzlies having a need to figure out some depth at the wing position behind Dylan Brooks, I do think it makes sense to, if minutes were to open up and you're also getting some playing time for Zaire Williams, I think it makes sense for Culver to be the second priority among all the Grizzlies young players currently outside their rotation in Memphis. I think he makes sense. Get him some minutes, get an idea of what he can do, see if you can implement in his game areas where he needs to improve and see if there's some immediate success. And if that's the case, you can quickly figure out whether or not it makes sense for you to extend him beyond this season in some way, shape, or form, whether it's his fourth year team option or maybe on a new contract. Figure out what you have with Culver. Though Zaire Williams may be a multi-year you know, process, as Zach Kleiman called him, you obviously want to get him as much playing time as possible. But with the fact that you control Culver for less time than others, 
but you can see his upside certainly still being significant. I think that after Zaire Williams among this group of young players, Jarrett Culver should have the highest priority when it comes to playing time. Beyond them, I think Sam Merrill stands in as well. I think that Sam Merrill certainly does step in and make sense because at the end of the day, he is in his mid-20s, and you know the one thing that he can do would at least have some type of value in Memphis, and that is shoot well. I'm not saying I think Sam Merrill turns into the second coming, basically, of Grayson Allen, but I do think that you could get that type of production in short spurts with his shooting ability. I think that I think that Sam Merrill five or ten minutes off the bench certainly could be someone that could, you know, offer a bit of scoring upside with getting shots, getting off a few threes per game. So Sam Merrill stands out as a guy who, if the Grizzlies just wind up having unfortunate injury, an unfortunate injury situation like they did at the beginning of last season, Sam Merrill is someone who could step right into the rotation. While it would be a small role, he's someone that can produce as a shooter. Beyond those three players, Williams, Culver, and Merrill, in that order, in terms of being the next man up, if rotation spots were to open up, I think that when it comes to the other players, Killian Tilly probably becomes someone that you would try to get into the fold as well. And then from there, it obviously just becomes whoever you prefer out of South Haven. Now, I know that I mentioned Aldama a little bit, and he probably is someone that should have a priority as well. But I do think that Aldama, this basically is going to be a redshirt year for him, and I think that's perfectly fine. Yes, it may be hard to track his development, but I do think that Aldama needs a structured plan that results in him playing much more in South Haven than Memphis, but I do think that for Aldama, the key for him is to get playing time and reps as he transitions his game to the NBA. I think that's more important for him particularly than it is for Zaire Williams, who you're just hoping with his natural ability, gets as much NBA experience as possible. So while Aldama certainly is a rookie on the roster, I think that it makes the most sense for him to have a red shirt year, find the overwhelming majority of his playing time in South Haven, and implement the improvements of his game that you want him to see on the developmental track that the Grizzlies have for him. At the end of the day, the fact that the Grizzlies are already 11 deep makes it to where a lot of the development for these young players that the Grizzlies have either acquired through the draft or through trades, a lot of the development track for many of these young players are either going to ha happen outside the public eye during scrimmages, reputations, practices, what have you, and a lot of it will be happening in South Haven as well. But I do think that if injuries were to occur, minutes were to open up in Memphis, you certainly have reason to give Zaire Williams, Jarrett Culver, and following them, players such as Sam Merrill and Killian Tilly run to really see what they can do on the main stage that they're going to hopefully grow into as time goes on, and especially with Williams and Culver, see if they can be reliable rotation pieces starting in the 2022-2023 season when you perhaps see a few older players leave in free agency. It's certainly going to be a lot of fun to see how these players develop this year, and it also should make South Haven a lot of fun for fans who want an alternative to the Grizzlies when it comes to watching as much basketball as possible. We've talked about a lot of positive things, a lot of good things to see when it comes to the young talent that is with Memphis, but another a bit of discouraging news came out yesterday in terms of the Grizzlies' ability to get a Christmas Day game. It's something that we all hoped John Morant arriving in Memphis Memphis could lead to. It didn't once again, but 
that may not necessarily be a bad thing for this young roster, particularly this year when it comes to missing out on another Christmas Day game. I'll explain in just a moment. One thing that makes the Grizzlies so much fun to cheer for right now is they continue to have so many young options that are intriguing and exciting to watch develop, whether it's in Memphis, whether it's in South Haven, or wherever they may be. Well, if you like having options that are exciting to choose from, one place that I can tell you you can do that is actually also a great source when it comes to your daily diet, and that's Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, a great source of energy, a great source of health that also tastes great as well. Have it in the morning for breakfast and the afternoon as a snack. But if you go to Built.com right now, you have over 18 different flavors to choose from, none of which are a bad choice. And you can also put in the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order from Built.com. Once you make Built Bar a part of your day, it's going to be there to stay. Go to Built.com, put in the promo code LOCKED15, choose the taste that you like, and your day will be set. Again, BuiltBar.com, put in the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar. Obviously, the baseball season is coming into the stretch run of its campaign with the playoffs right around the corner. You've got MMA US, UFC action every weekend. Obviously, that with us being in the mid-August, that also means football, both professionally and collegiately, is right around the corner. If you're someone that loves wagering and betting on sports, the one place that has you covered is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today with the promo code locked on and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. Visit betonline.ag today. Once again, on tomorrow's episode of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, we're going to welcome back familiar friend Richard Stamen to the show, looking at really who stands out among this collective unit of young players when it comes to the Grizzlies. Who does he feel could really stand out this year beyond John and Jaron in Memphis? What does he think about the reclamation project of Jarrett Culver, the lottery ticket of Sam Merrill, or some of the young players that played for the Grizzlies during the Summer League? All that information coming from a great source in Richard Stamen on tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Make sure to tune in and enjoy. So obviously, the Grizzlies, it's been a very fun, very active offseason. Through trades being made, through the young talents that have come in, obviously so many different, of, different levels of young talent that had success in Summer League and that the Grizzlies continue to acquire with the moves that they're making. But we're also starting to get an idea of how schedules are going to look like for the 2021-2022 season. We got an idea of who's going to play opening night. We know who's going to play on Christmas Day now. And we also likely on Friday will get the 2021-2022 Grizzlies schedule, which obviously we'll talk about when it's released. But one thing that we did come to know yesterday is a bit of discouraging news in that the Grizzlies once again were not highlighted as a team to play on Christmas Day, which let's be honest is probably the marquee regular season date when it comes to games on the NBA schedule. And sure, it's a bit disappointing. John Moran himself talked about in time Memphis would get their game. They would be on that trajectory, on that plane as far as other teams go. And I feel that John Moran is exactly right for obvious reasons. But 
I don't necessarily think this is that much of a negative for being where the Grizzlies are as a franchise and as a roster. As a matter of fact, I think that it concern, could, could serve as just another source of motivation for this young Grizzlies roster to step up and get to the point to where they want to get. Now, when we talk about what it's going to take for them to get there, the key for me are two things. Number one, John ja Morant stepping up and playing at the all-star level, we all know that he has the talent to play at. That's not a knock on Jaw. That's not out of frustration. It's just an obvious, you know, assessment that this year is really going to be one of the biggest developments for the Grizzlies this year is John ja Morant inserting himself in that all-star conversation as a player. If John ja Morant can do that, and then Jaron Jackson Jr. can get into the most improved player conversation, and one or other two players can either get back on their development tracks or unexpectedly become a clear value for the Grizzlies like DeAnthony Melton did last year. If the Grizzlies can see those things happening, that's the type of development that can continue to allow for this Grizzlies team now fully reliant on young star or on their young talent, this is what could allow for them to really put themselves in a position for a future Christmas Day game. Because this is very similar to what you saw last year with the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks, like the Grizzlies, they've got a young budding superstar, who now is a superstar, in Trey Young. They had drafted well and brought in a, young, a lot of young talent in Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins in recent years. And then they went out and were aggressive in the offseason before the 2020-2021 season. And the result was... While things did work out their way, who cares? At the end of the day, the Hawks were in that Eastern Conference or were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Even if it was unexpected, it was because of the fact that they had developed talent well, made the right choices in free agency and building the team, and we saw what the end result was. That's the type of trajectory, at least for right now, maybe not necessarily in the same way of gathering talent to support this young core in the near future, but that's the way the Grizzlies can work their way to a Christmas Day game, and that's why it should serve as motivation. The Grizzlies have all the opportunity in the world now with how much they're going to rely on young, talented players to see those players develop into the next level of their individual progression. Ja being in the all-star conversation. Jaron working his way into being the clear number two for the future in Memphis and maybe getting himself into the all-star conversation in a few years. Then the supporting cast developing around them. Dylan Brooks, obviously, being consistent like he was last season. Another young player or two stepping up. Brandon Clark maybe establishing himself in the six-man-of-the-year conversation. De'Anthony Melton and Brandon Clark potentially turning into the one, of the one of the better one-two bench combinations in the NBA. These young players taking their next individual steps in a year where they're going to have every opportunity to do so, that's the type of development that should allow for the Grizzlies to then next summer have all the confidence in the world with the assets that they have to make that one big trade, bring in the significant talent to support John Jaron, and then now you have a roster that clearly is attractive for the NBA to feature during these marquee games, during Christmas Day matchups, 
or what have you. That's why this should be motivation for this Grizzlies team. The Grizzlies front office has structured this roster, both from a philosophical need as well as a roster need. They have made it to where this offseason, this roster, though they have Kyle Anderson and Steven Adams, where this roster is going to go is going to be determined by the development of the young core that this Grizzlies front office has brought in over the past three years. And if the majority of that young core can continue to develop and take their next step forward, that is what will allow for this Grizzlies team to be in the position to make the big move that it needs to become a sustainable winner, and then that's what will open the door for these opportunities on marquee stages like Christmas Day and obviously not only making the playoffs but hopefully advancing in them over the next few years as well. The Grizzlies are right on the doorstep and they certainly are when you consider they were in the playoffs last year but they really now need to see their young core continue to develop. They need to get some certainty behind Jaw as well as Jaw himself being in that all-star conversation mix, and as more buzz is created, as brands continue to grow for Jaron and Melton and Clark and Dylan because they're continuing to progress as players, along with Jaw obviously being the brand that he is, if those things were to occur, and with the extra motivation that this Grizzlies team wants to get the respect of being a true up-and-coming team in the NBA, with all that motivation, if it can lead to production on the court, that's how the Grizzlies will achieve their goal of starting to be viewed as one of the marquee teams of the future for the NBA. They certainly have the potential to do it. It's now the opportunity to make that potential turn into production, and then obviously from there, good things will start to come their way in terms of being on the level of other teams around the NBA. It's certainly going to be fun to see. As I've stated all offseason long, I don't think wins and losses matter next year. And I know that that may be a bit annoying to hear, even a bit frustrating to hear, with the fact that the Grizzlies are coming off an unexpected playoff appearance. But if you want the wins and losses to matter, if the wins and losses wind up mattering next year in terms of the Grizzlies being in the playoff hunt, that is a very, very encouraging sign because at that point, it likely means that several of the Grizzlies' best young talents have taken their next steps in their progression. And if they do that this season under Taylor Jenkins, that should be a big, big confidence booster beyond what's already there confidence-wise for this Grizzlies team to know they are truly emerging as one of the marquee teams for the future in the NBA. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Again, Richard Stamen, a.k.a. Mavs Draft on Twitter, will be with us tomorrow breaking down all the Grizzlies' young talent and their performances from the Summer League. Make sure to check out the podcast wherever it's available. Check out myself at StatsSAC. Also, all the great podcast content there as well. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a wonderful Wednesday. We'll keep you updated with any news that comes down the pipe as far as further roster moves for the Grizzlies. Hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.